There is this great book series called Chicken Soup for the Soul. You're familiar with it. I wouldn't call it great, but I am familiar with it. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. I like positive optimism and good, fun stories. And Chicken Soup for the Soul is all about that, right? Did mm-hmm. you know there's Chicken Soup for the Soul behind the songbook? No. There is. I didn't know that either, but we're bringing a better version of that mm. as the greatest song you never heard. It's not quite Song Exploder. But it is diving into some songs that you probably haven't heard. Now, yes, if you're a fan of an artist or band that we're going to play, you probably have heard it. But I'm guessing you have not heard the song that Chris is bringing to the table today. Chris, how's it going today? It is spectacular today. It's better than fan freaking It's Well, yes, because we're recording, we're drinking really good beer, mm, we're listening to great music. I mean, it's this is pretty much the dream right here. Yeah. This is the dream. You're and with gonna, all the money we're making on this podcast. I mean, it's it's almost embarrassing. It is. It is. <laughs> really. When you think, I mean, you know, we don't want to boast. That's true. And it's a big thanks to everybody out there. But yeah, it's embarrassing the money we make on mm, That's this. true. Very true. It's super and if we, embarrassing. And if we, if we uh, double that next mm. year. It would go back to that old song, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Billy Preston. That's true. Wow. That's and true. we have had Billy Preston on. We have. It wasn't that song. I We talked last week about how I do deep dives on songs based yeah. on what I, I spent the better part of two weeks listening to Billy Preston. Yeah. Well, it, it, look, so at least there are times where uh, the songs I bring are vaulting you into some of these little rabbit holes. That's true. There's the occasional traveling Wolverines. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'd be different if it weren't like four of the 10 most famous singers in our generation. Well, your generation. Well, I, I mean, yeah. And by the way, it was funny because we were talking about that. Both of us really don't like Dylan or Roy, Roy Orbison. <laughs> no. Which is really funny. So I've been watching, uh, if you have Peacock, the subscription service, yeah. uh, they have a live channels thing like Pluto TV or one of those. We mm. can just flip through channels and watch live streaming stuff. And they have one called Loop Classic. And I've been watching it like almost every day. It's literally like someone took 1984 through 1995 on MTV and just hit shuffle. And so you get to listen to all these old school. I've seen a ton of videos I didn't know existed. Wow. Phil Collins songs I've never heard before. With the, like, And some of them are good, some of them are bad. And some of them are, you know, uh, this morning I heard Video Kills the Radio Star. Oh, wow. Like, really that was old. like the first one or the... Um, it was the first song played yeah, on, MTV. on MTV. Yeah, People listening to our pod- podcast, yeah. you know what they're saying to themselves? Get on with the song? Chris has no life. <laughs> no, I listened to it while I was getting ready in the you, morning. Yeah, but you said you, you watched three hours and then you, you listened to Go Rabbit Holes. I'm Listen... Listen, don't judge me. I love music. Hey, no, I'm not. I'm just saying our listeners I, are. This is yesterday. I get so sidetracked. I think I might technically be ADHD, but I get um, I, I get so sidetracked. Chris, look. Oh, sorry. That's fine. Um, I get so sidetracked. I was um, listening to. I was watching this same thing while I was working yesterday because it's playing in the background, mm. and then I see uh, um, a song from The Cure. Oh, wow. Okay. Called Caterpillar Girl, which is such a great song. 
And I'm like, oh, this is a fascinating song. So I started looking it up. Next thing I know, I'm on Amazon looking up books about the history of The Cure right. and how they came about. And then I'm reading through Wikipedia art and like, so down rabbit holes. That's just me in a nutshell. And I, you know. Shiny bright object. That's true. That's very, very true. Speaking of a shiny bright object, what new shiny bright object are you bringing for us today? Well, today's song is one that I'm just going to be really honest with you. You there don't. Are, you've never heard it. No, there are going to be people who have heard this song that listen to our show. Oh, okay. Um, but <laughs> your daughter and Brian. That is yes, <laughs> that's true. Uh, and, and maybe I don't know if Brian would have heard this song or not, but I know my daughter has heard this song uh, because it's one of those songs that is geographically significant. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Well, I something tells me I have a uh, lyric sheet in front of me. Yes. And there it is. You can't have song two. I sent you one that was song two. Okay, never mind. We're really boring people now. Okay. Well, you want to set this up at all? Um, yes, there are songs and things, and uh, we'll get into this deeply. We've talked about it a little bit in the past, but today we're going to get really deep diving into this. There are songs around the world that become very, very popular and very well known that people in America never hear. And this is one of those songs.
<laughs> Can I just say, I love the hard stops of this song. Mm. I, to, to the point where I actually thought it stopped playing at one point. Mm. You know, um, unexpectedly. Yes. But then, of course, it comes in hard, which is great. Had the other one, hard stop. And then at the very end, a hard stop. There's something to be said for songs that don't fade out. Oh, uh, the fade is like the the yeah. What are we gonna do in the laziest. end of this song? And this just faded out. Yeah, yeah. Come on, really? Yeah. So I mean, some songs are fine, but not all the time. And for goodness sake, don't do the you know key change every freaking song, <laughs> Barry Manilow. But anyway, I like the song. Yes. Um, it seems like there's. First of all, I'm guessing the game is the name of the song is Sayudade. Yes, it is. Yes, finally, Sangde. It is Sayudade. It's very obvious. Uh, is this a band outside the U.S.? It is. Okay. It is. Uh, could it be a band that's from Sweden? No. Okay. No, it is not a band from Sweden. Well, then I have no clue. <laughs> so the song is called uh, Sayudade Sayudade. Mm -hmm. uh, the band is called Maro. M-A-R-O. And Morrow is actually another band. I've, we've done this in the past couple of weeks. Morrow is actually the band contrived of one human being. Um, I'm going to play a second version of this song for you, and I'll tell you why in a second. Um, uh, Morrow consists of Mariana Brito da Cruz Ferrares Seca. How many names does this person get? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, actually. Could have and just been Mariano Rivera and be fine. She's a fairly young Portuguese artist. Ah. Uh, and, and this song is in Portuguese. Um, let me play you real quick. Have you been to Portugal? I haven't. It's one. It's on my bucket list. Yeah. We've been once. It's on my... You've been there? Yeah. Oh, how was it? I loved it. Really? Yeah. We, it's it's a great little country in, in Lisbon and some of the city uh, cities that have walls around the whole city yeah and the castles and it's just phenomenal oh then then you're gonna really enjoy this song and what it's about because i'm gonna explain it to you but let me play for you um a different version of this song um this is the live version of this song and i'll tell you in a second why it's important for you to understand and hear this version of the song and i'm gonna actually skip in the middle of this so skip farther into the song okay <laughs> I know it's no one's fault but Somehow I can't move on Now you're gone So that So that Nothing more that I can say Says it in a better way I actually prefer this version I do too Acoustic piano helps Yes Yeah Wait for this. This is amazing. Saudade, saudade. 
is where it gets good. Listen to this. This is live. Yeah. Six people singing harmonies on this song. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So this song, actually, uh, you want me to give you the background on this song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... If I said no, that'd be really rude. There's a, there's a movie you might have seen. Are you a Will Ferrell fan? Yeah, yeah. There's I a movie you may have seen uh, that Will Ferrell starred in called Eurovision Song of Ice and Fire. Have you seen that movie? Mm-mm. So there's a... Have we talked about Eurovision on the show before? I don't think so. Maybe. Have you never talked about Eurovision? Well, it's a first oh, for anything. Oh, my gosh. Or I just forget. Okay, so in 1953... Europe was still in shambles in a lot of ways right after World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody got this brilliant idea that music brings people together. So they decided to do a Duh. European song contest. And every country would be allowed to figure out however they wanted to release yes, songs. Yes, we talked about it. Okay. This song was Portugal's entry into this year's Eurovision oh, Song okay. Contest. Okay. So this is the second song we played on this show. Yes. That was a part of that. Yes. Okay. Uh, and it is one of those songs that, like, the harmonies in it are great. And the best part about this song for me is, so this this artist, she's I think she's, like, in her early 20s. Mm. She's very young. Suadade yeah. um, is one of the most, uh, it's it's really interesting word because in Portuguese, there's no English equivalent to the word suadade. Uh, there's no English equivalent to that. And so can you give me a concept of the word? I can. Uh, there's two definitions I think that fit it best. One is deep emotional state of melancholic longing for a person or thing that is absent. Okay. But this is my favorite one. That's pretty good in and of itself. It is. Um, a vague and constant desire for something that does not and probably cannot exist. exist. For something other than the present a turning towards the past, towards the future, not an active discontent or poignant sadness, but an indolent dream of wistfulness. Indolent dream of wistfulness. Yeah. So that's one word <laughs> means all of that. Yes. And we don't have an equivalent of it. And so there are so many parts about language translation that fascinate me mm-hmm. uh, because this is one of those songs that someone basically said when she uses the line... Um, there's nothing more that I can say. It doesn't matter anyway. It captures that essence. But if you don't know that essence, right. those lines don't mean anything. Not not as much. Not nearly as uh, There are shallow lines. But when you know the meaning behind a saudade. Yes. Now, there's some depth to those lines. Yes. Wow. Very cool. And this is what we miss out by being isolated in America uh, and not being able to take part in like things like the Eurovision Song Contest. Mm. They did a, a this year. They did a an American version of that called "The Greatest Song in America." It was hosted by Kelly Clarkson and Snoop Dogg, and it was the biggest flaming pile of dog poop you've ever seen in your life because none of it was live. It was all pre-recorded. And when they do the Eurovision Song Contest at the end of it, the the big grand finale, mm-hmm. it's two days of live television. 
Wow. And it's amazing because the song is what's important. So this singer, when they do this song live, they have, they're required to sing live. They, kind of like a TEDx talk, right? Yes. You can't bring notes. You know, PowerPoint, but no notes. Make sure it's rehearsed. Yes. And we will help you with that. But when you're on, it's 18 minutes or less. Yes. And you have to know it. It's exactly like that. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny. We will listen to this. It was one of those songs. Uh, there's a lot of politics going on with Eurovision. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was one of those songs. In fact, by the way, Mr. Brian Page, this year's winner was Great Britain. Really? Yes. Which is funny because they all, uh, I say they all, the British people as a whole generally look at Eurovision as kind of a stupid joke. Like, Until oh, they we'll win. Put somebody uh, Right. <laughs> because if they win, they get to host next year's song contest. Oh, there you go. Uh, this year, they didn't win. They came in second. I, I'm wrong. Ukraine won, of course, because it's all political. Yeah. But. That's right. I did, I did remember hearing that. Yes. So we should have. Well, I don't want to call it the Americas because that's political, but something to that effect where we get Mexico and United States and Central Canada. America. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honduras, Guatemala. That would yeah. be amazing. Let's let's bring uh, do the same model and do that. Let's do that. You and I, I, we can do that. Let's do it. I'm sure we can get people. They, they did this with the 50 states uh, for this show, and it was just the, the grossest American version, uh, it wasn't even close. If they would have just copied it, carte blanche, and done it, it would have been awesome. But they didn't. And it was no, gross, be, and it was terrible. It, it's People... <laughs> and you got Snoop Dogg on I'm a big Snoop Dogg fan, right? I love the guy. But it's like, I'm going to tell you some rhymes. And it was like so gross and not what Eurovision is, which is over the top, right. campy. Everyone knows this is like a big joke, but no one's in on the joke. There's no winking. They're all in, right? Right. It was, yeah, it, it's it. It kind of reminds me of uh, an architect that designs a house, and they want it to look a certain way. Well, how are you going to build that? I don't know, but this is the way I want it to look. Right. Yeah, maybe you should probably spend six months in the field <laughs> building houses. Because otherwise, it can look like the Disneyland version of that house. Well, I mean, literally, if you spend some time in the field, through you know, well, they don't swing a hammer anymore, but. But actually seeing what people have to do, I think that's going to, you can still come up with your design with the people that are going to build it in mind, right? Yeah. So when you've got Kelly Clarkson and Snoop Dogg doing this thing, oh, we're America, we can do anything. Yeah. And it'll suck because you're throwing, it's a commercial thing and you guys aren't putting the passion and heart behind it. It was contrived. It literally felt like... You know when you walk down Main Street USA in Disneyland? Mm. It feels like, this is what I want my town to look like. But do I really? That's right. And well, that's what the whole show felt like. Coeur d'Alene kind of looks that way a little <laughs> that's bit. True. That's true. <laughs> you walk down Sherman Avenue. Oh, man. This is great. I love live music. Yeah. I love live music over uh, studio recording. I get studio recording is probably much uh, better uh, fidelity. It just, I mean, they've like... Steely Dan and they're recording. Right. I mean, they'll go over and over and over. I couldn't do that. Right. Give me a song. Let me learn the song. Let's play it live. Oh, so, yes. And this song live is so, and they had to sing the song for Eurovision five times over three days, which like the rules are you can't sing to a, tr- you can sing to a track, but if you're going to sing, you're singing live. So all six people were singing live and it sounds that <clears throat> phenomenal live. It's so good. Six people harmonize. Yes. That's, you know, 
I think you may have just changed my mind on what I'm going to play next week. Hmm, fascinating. I, I had a song all picked up, but I'm not thinking I'm going to do that now. Super fascinating. We'll have to think I about can't that. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you, Chris. This is really good. The uh, band is Maro, M-A-R-O, and she's done a lot of other things. She's done a lot of um, like techno. Um, vocals where you hear a techno song from some DJ featuring so and so. She's done a lot of that. She's pretty internationally, uh, well, European wise, pretty famous. Do we have uh, an album name? Uh, no, because it was never released on an album. It was only released for Eurovision. Wow. Which is another thing that's very common. The song gets released for Eurovision, never gets released anywhere else. So the first song that we heard, the studio recording. Yes. But that's that was just uh, for the Eurovision. Well, the, yes, it was released as that, so people could play it on the radio. But then right. she has to perform it live. Gotcha. And each country does a different selection process. So some countries, uh, we've talked about this in the past a little bit, in uh, Sweden they call it Melody Festivalen. Mm. And then it's a four-week process for picking their song of the year. In um, Kind of sounds like the Olympics, building up the Olympics. We're going to send our best. Uh, it's a lot like that. And yeah. in Portugal it's called the Festival da Con. Chao, C A O. I don't know how to. Hmm. I don't Chao, speak Chao. Portuguese, but Conchao. Yeah. And so, uh, are there any parameters on what kind of music? No, no. And in fact, that's the best part about Eurovision yeah. is um, there was a song this year in 2022 where uh, I can't remember which country it was, but they did a song called "Give That Wolf a Banana," mm. and it's it's the cheesiest, most horrible. It's this techno-y version of like, give that wolf a banana for, and like basically it's like before he eats my grandma, give that wolf a banana. And it like Little Red Riding Hood. Um, there's songs that are in, there's a, there was a song on there from France. There's five countries that get automatic pass into the grand finals. Really? France is one of them. Yeah, it's a big power player. It's like yeah, France, yeah. Germany, those people. Blah, blah. The French song was in a language, a dead language. That's like a regional language of France, and it's the first song that's ever been recorded in that language. And it's this weird techno. It was terrible, terrible. But they can be like crazy love songs and ballads. There was a gentleman who sang uh, the whole thing. He wore this mask over his face. You couldn't see what he was singing, and he was singing about like there's a lot of politics that go on. Yeah. So he was trying to make a political statement with his song. And then the the Ukrainian song. Do you want to hear the Ukrainian song? Yeah, I, yeah, pull it up. I, one of the things that I'm I'm finding kind of fascinating on this, it sounds like it's almost has to be over the top to grab people's attention, although this was not by any stretch. I'm I'm willing to do the editing on this so that people can hear this. So um, the song that well, I actually hope so. You're won. The one that mixes it down. So. Sixty minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Oh, really? Yeah. And the song's all about this guy's mom and what she meant to him. And this is a Ukrainian group. It's good. But. <laughs> here's give that woeful banana. Not sure I told you, but I really like your that hairy coat of yours with nothing underneath Not sure you have a name, so I will call you Keith And the dudes that perform this perform in these like weird masks where they look like wolves I don't know your name, so I'm just going to call you Keith Because <laughs> that's what rhymed with underneath I'm going to call you Jim 
And before that wolf eats my grandma, give that wolf a banana, give that wolf. And before that wolf And of course, because my daughter's from Sweden, this was my favorite song, and I wish that it would have won. Cause there's nothing to regret. Well, this is not what I wanted. Guess all the good things come to an end. So, baby, bye bye. Wish you the best. But most of all, I wish that I could love you less. And this, like, some of this countries, the people are like very famous within that country. This was like a kind of an unknown. But the words of this song, I was like, so good. Listen to the chorus. Seems like it could be a Disney song. Oh. Yes. And then you get bands like this one. This is like the worst song ever. Turns out in most of Eastern Europe, butt rock is still a thing. Oh. I would play you one other song, but we'd have to put the explicit tag. Yeah. We could bring Russell Mann on. We this put was a tag on. This was the Finland version. Okay. How many nations? Well, that's the weird part. There are all of e- all of Europe plus Australia, Israel, uh, and there's a couple of weird ones. And, and and they don't have to necessarily be from that country. So Australia's song is a dude who's a Canadian South African singer. Well, that makes no sense. I know, but. I'm just telling you, as an American, it's one of those things that I think all Americans need to experience. And you can't experience it until you, like, dive in really deep yeah. and watch the whole... It's a four-hour-long broadcast for wow, the grand finale. that's amazing. But it is so spectacular. You know, I was thinking, as we talked about how we're going to put this together for the, um, you know, the Americas. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what would we choose as the United States uh, participation or entry in... Like, would it be a, a good jazz tune, a blues tune, a um, techno? Well, you know, what it, would we choose? It uh, doesn't really matter because what ends up happening is every state would choose their own. Like, each, some countries, somebody just appoints them. Some of them have a big festival leading up to it, so they right. choose it. That was one of the things I hated about the American version of this was you didn't know how those people got chosen. And I live in a state, or, and, I, and I'm next to a state, where two songs got chosen— I've never heard of these people. Mm. I don't know how they got chosen. So when you watch this, there's like this national pride that comes with it because at least the people of Washington should have known there was this contest going on and this was the person who was chosen because the people of Washington chose this. Right. But they didn't do that. They mm. just like chose somebody from each state. Let's and then, go here. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's kind of like watching a baseball game and rooting for a team that you don't care about. Mm. So Like, you know, Tacoma Rainiers or something. Okay, I thought you were going to go with the Mariners. There. No. <laughs> At this point, the Mariners are doing really well. Mm, way to speak into the future. That's right. A little That's positive right. Phil, affirmation. Enough talk about Eurovision. Tell us, uh, for all those people, by the way, from Europe that we've bored everyone. I mean, if by the way, if you think that we did a terrible job of talking about Eurovision, tell, tell us. us. And how could they tell us? Well, you can go to the Twitter, which uh, we haven't been banned from yet, which is great, at GSYNH Podcast. Uh, you can also... Uh, Come straight at us on Facebook. Come at me, bro. 
<laughs> What's wrong, bro? <laughs> Sounds like Are Richard you mad, Sherman. <laughs> the greatest song you never heard on Facebook, and of course, the greatest song you never heard podcast. Sorry, the greatest song you never heard dot com is um, our website, mm. and that's all we have. That's we're true. gonna we're gonna have something uh, in a week from now that Phil myself may have just changed. Really? Yeah. Are you filling in the gaps? I could be. Fill it up. And with that. We'll see you next time on The Greatest Song You've Never Heard Podcast. Podcast.